Hey, it's Jeff Farley at the Otisville Mount Hope Presbyterian Church on our weekly podcast, Today's Word. We're in the second uh, in a series on generosity, and this week it's sharing with others from Acts 18, 1 to 4, and 24 to 28. Paul left Athens and went to Corinth, where he met Aquila, a Jewish man from Pontus. Not long before this, Aquila had come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Emperor Claudius had ordered the Jewish people to leave Rome. Paul went to see Aquila and Priscilla and found out they were tent makers. Paul was also a tent maker, so he stayed with them and they worked together. Every Sabbath, Paul went to the synagogue. He spoke to Jews and Gentiles and tried to win them over. A Jewish man named Apollos came to Ephesus. Apollos had been born in the city of Alexandria. He was a very good speaker and knew a lot about the scriptures. He also knew much about the Lord's way, and he spoke about it with great excitement. What he taught about Jesus was right, but all he knew was John's message about baptism. Apollos started speaking bravely in the synagogue, but when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him to their home and helped him understand God's way even better. Apollos decided to travel through Achaia. So the Lord's followers wrote letters encouraging the followers there to welcome him. After Apollos arrived in Achaia, he was a great help to everyone who had put their faith in the Lord Jesus because of God's gift of undeserved grace. He got into fierce arguments with the Jewish people, and in public he used the scriptures to prove that Jesus is the Messiah. So I was reading uh, an online story from M. PR, which is National Public Radio, about a woman who had figured out that her mother was caring for her mother, who had Alzheimer's disease. Then the daughter, granddaughter, also figured out that her own mother was also suffering from early onset Alzheimer's. Only in her 20s, she has had to move into the maternal house to take care of both of them. Since moving in, the grandmother has died, but she still has to stop her life to care for another and sincerely wonders what will become of her when the day arrives that she can emerge from being a caretaker. Caring for others as a part of our generosity as we follow Christ seems kind of obvious, but understand it can be costly. Doing the right thing often is. But as the scriptures make clear and made clear last week, caring is always the way to go. But there's more. We can be charitable and caring by filling a shoebox or a Thanksgiving basket, or we can move into our childhood home and care for our parents and perhaps our siblings who cannot care for themselves. One has a cost. The other is costly. Sharing a few dollars even in a cash-strapped house when filling a basket or a shoebox is a great way to follow Jesus, who asked his followers to leave everything behind and follow him. But to be clear, sharing your life with another is truly another level. Jesus lived in a time where students of great teachers often did just that, uprooted themselves and went with the teacher because they wanted to experience not only what the teacher's head knowledge was, but they wanted to see that teaching applied in real everyday life. A classroom is great for math and chemistry. So is a band room to learn the basics of music, but the basics are nothing compared to playing a concert for others to listen to 
and enjoy. The reality is teaching life and eternity has to happen outside the classroom, outside the synagogue, the chapel, even the sanctuary. Because while the kingdom of God is alive and well in the classroom, it is even more alive outside of it. Our good friend Derek Cash tells the story of shopping at Walmart and suddenly realizing that his sugar, glucose, had gone too low. So he went and found a couple of bananas, then went to the checkout to pay for them and discovered he didn't have enough to pay for them. The woman ahead of him in line put down enough money to pay for them, but then when Derek looked up to thank her, she was gone. Derek, Derek thinks of it as uh, entertaining angels unaware. I think of it as the story of a disciple who knew that caring for others was not an optional activity, but a requirement of following Jesus. Last Sunday night, we watched another episode of The Chosen. What a great TV series. It challenges us to think more deeply about who we think Jesus is and who we think the disciples were. The story about Peter being told by Jesus to put his fishing nets back in the water, even though Peter was exhausted after fishing all night with no catch, is just amazing. Peter does, and the catch is overwhelming. And as Peter and the others try to haul in the catch and in the process nearly sink the boat, no little dinghy, but a great big fishing boat, Jesus laughs. They are amazed, astounded, and overwhelmed by the generous catch, the overwhelming abundance of fish. And Jesus smiles and laughs as if to say, do you now see what God can do? The abstract principle of generosity works fairly well in a church on Sunday morning, but how does it work at the grocery store? And when it comes time to pay the bills, and when your children or your spouse are a pain, when you're confronted with difficult decisions, life-changing ones, at work, at your polling place, or when you are the object of derision or scorn because you are putting your faith to work. You are believing that God has got you, knowing at your very core that you are blessed to be a blessing. Jesus lived with and traveled with his disciples. Imagine what they saw and experienced of the Messiah as he modeled faith in all kinds of situations. Now, I would say caring is something we do for others, but sharing is something we do with others. Like the Apostle Paul sharing with Aquila and then Priscilla as he did what he needed to do to pay the bills, make tents. It was royal work, that is, for the most part, the tent-making industry was centered on making housing for the Roman legions as they held together their far-flung empire from Britain in the west across Europe, down into Turkey, Syria, Israel, and Jordan, and even Saudi Arabia, and then back west through Egypt and even more parts of Africa, troops numbering possibly 400,000 individuals. And they all needed tents. Paul was helping make them. It's how Paul became a Roman citizen, and now he was living with and sharing with his hosts just as he did with the Jews in the synagogue in Corinth, the amazing news of the death and resurrection of Jesus. Sharing is a transferable gift. You can help others become sharers. 
The generosity of offering your life to another, perhaps by being a mentor, a teacher, a friend, a guide, means that you are doing exactly what Jesus modeled for his disciples. And as Paul did, he poured out his life generously and shared. And when Apollos from Alexandria and Egypt came to town, Aquila and Priscilla followed the model Paul had given them, took Apollos in and mentored, taught, befriended, and guided him into becoming an even more effective disciple for Jesus Christ. Generosity, you see, at its core is not about money. It's about attitude. Seeing our blessings and sharing them by caring for others, filling a Thanksgiving basket, if we can, or a shoebox, but more importantly, sharing our lives and our faith with folks whom Jesus has sent to us. So be generous and share with others the good news, because you are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you have questions, you can email us at otisvillepress at hvc.rr.com or check out our website at www.otisvillepress.org. That's with two L's. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah.